as we uh, gather again, there'll be a time when there'll be no gathering in the sense of what we've known. Because everything is tending toward major changes. And the, the aspect of different levels of growth, I mean, we, we have to keep reminding people that Jesus was born of a woman just like you, but it was the shadow of God Almighty over him, and, and his destiny and his purpose was different than ours. And you don't know at this time, and I don't either, you know, what God has in mind for us. We don't. And, and we, you know, when we talk about it, one of the things that's painful and, I mean, we like to, there are people here who like to know what they're doing. On my watch, it says, what new events today, you know, because there are people who like to know, what am I going to do at 9, 10, 11, and 12, and 1? And I've had my little plans. I like, I like to know at times, but God bashes them. And his love for you is grandiose. And you and I, sometimes uh, we, we really need to hear that we were past feeling and our hearts were sick and we were alien to everything of God. Anyway, so as you stand before him today, the, the issue is he's your... He's your father, and I like to say, I mean, it, it covers a lot of ground. You know, and I said, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm an expert in child raising. I don't say it that way. I, if I'm sitting next to somebody who really is, I know they're going to be a talker, and I have to, you know, get in. I said, well, I, uh, my doctorate, my uh, advanced work has been in uh, child raising. And, and as, as, you know, sometime I have to tell them the truth that, that I've been um, immature for so long considering the standard that God poses for me. Could everybody say, kind of, amen, yeah, yeah, mumble, 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 I know what you mean. So when you stand before the Lord today, you could tell him that you, know, you have a, the right I've given enough scripture on it. Open up your heart, tell him. I mean, I've sat rigid like a brain jackass saying, I don't want to, you know. And, and the, the good fathers around here have children that do the same thing in different ways by arching their backs and saying no and doing anything. And I think one of the most uh, wonderful etchings of the work of God is to see the fathers here, uh, you know, raising their children that have no clue how much care and love and pain that they're putting their daddies and their mommies through. <laughs> and then the beautiful thing about, you know, I'm gone for a month or three weeks and I come back and I see the light on a little kid's face or somebody that was shaking his fist at God, nasty as you could find, and they've been born from above. 
they're on a different plane. They're not finished. And there's pain and growth. You know, when they say, well, there's growth pains, I'd say, you know, how's it going, Bill? And I'd say, growth pains. Growth pains. <laughs> I'm resisting the help of God at the time. This is tension. There's no greater tension than what you go through. So be patient with yourself and ask God to meet us. Let's not make this just a form today. Father, we, we look to you. Gather us. We're wonderful and terrible and in the midst of uh, your maturity and your patience with us, your goodness. And uh, you could, with your breath, take it away and we'd be dust. So touch, touch uh, every heart today, and especially those that we know around the country that are on the edge of death, difficulty, coming out of operations, listening to doctors that are <coughs> not really clear on what's going on. Uh, you care about all these things that you can. And forgive me or any of us who think we can do something about things that only you are doing. So gather us for your great name's sake. Amen.
great, great song. And the Spirit uh, was kind enough to give us that song through a natural man. You know, frequently I, we've sung songs that people have taken a lane song and, and they still sing Emerson's song in some places and it's kind of hard for me to hear them except uh, God wrote them. It's a gift and uh, sometimes we take the gift and make it more than it really is. And, uh, but it's so wonderful that God cares enough to give us that kind of music. If you can't be touched with the presence of God without you, you need to uh, go down to the zoo and hang around with the alligators and just see that your Russian leather skin is a little tough. Because God breaks through in these times, does he not? You may have things on your mind, and it doesn't mean a lot, but take a few minutes here before we get in. I, I think the word is uh, uh, essential uh, for a lot of reasons, but because you're the seed of Abraham, we're going to spend a little time there. And It'll be piecemeal because I'm not going to read a lot, but I'm going to touch some areas. And I appreciate your uh, uh, some. There are a lot, there are several folks that are here, and I, those who can take notes of the essential thing, I'd appreciate you know you uh, launching this to some of them. So. But if you can, for a minute. Uh, Reflect. Some of you have been here a long time, and you can do a. You've seen uh, David David Brooks, and you've seen uh, Samuel. You've seen Seth, both of them. You've seen uh, Rich. I saw Richard raising his. Uh, brood of kids with Karen and all. And and they're all different fathers. Okay? And their approaches are different. And and so I was helped watching that. Uh, I've seen I've seen uh, you know Lewis and Hannah with their crop, you know, the the current crop of wonderful little children we have that could we say without equivocating that sometimes they're challenging? On occasion, they, they test us. And <laughs> people said, yeah, God, he gives you children so he can get even with it. Nah, no, he, he gives you children so you can understand him a little and what he's had to put up with. But uh, when you think about they're all different. But at the end of the day, they can't, none of these fathers, and I was one, people have said, well, what, who, what, what is your ministry? And I said, well, yeah, I don't get into it anymore. Everybody in the earth is, is you know, considering they're an apostle. They have calling cards that says, 
of Puzzle Irving or something. And I said, I know I'm a father to some, and let's leave it at that. We're doing the best we can. And child raising is a major part of it. And you, you're the only one that can bring you to the level of growth that God wants. So, and, and I, I don't like, uh, I'm not thrilled with the biblical testimony as even what I'm going to do now. But I get up early because it's uh, a reflection of my paper out days. It gives me the idea that I have a lot of strength on the earth. Go out and look at the stars. There's not too many people up at this time. And so I go to the booth and do some stuff. And on occasion, the most significant thing that any of you do is shut up and, excuse me, is try to get some time with your God as a listener, okay? And uh, I, I, I don't want to be offensive, but I, it's my calling, <laughs> you know? So, no, it's serious. Some people are called to take the, the, the uh, what is that you do cars with, Richard? You would know. A chamois, is that it? What, what is it? It's a kind of a cloth that's soft. Yeah, uh, you know, God seemed to give me a, a steel wool or something. You can't, some places it just doesn't work. And I tried to tell uh, Michael, uh, the little uh, guy who just got out of prison, that uh, it's going to be very painful to get those tattoos off his body and we're going to look at it and I've raised some money for it to happen. But I'm sitting over there about 4.15 and, and I'm looking at Psalm 56 and some of you, if you care to, you can join us. Uh, the amazing thing to me, and I don't want to look at anybody or think about anybody, but the idea, we live and die by the, if the word is alive. You know, most important thing that's happening to you is not your meetings about the bridge, the powwows you had over contracts, the time you spend is what do we? What's our school theme? The most important thing you do is listen. Just you and God, and he. It, it's really. The most exciting thing, too, when you get when you get his uh, specific coordinates of which way to go or what you're doing. Anyway, and I, I'm not claiming anything grandiose, but I know that I am a hard case. I don't like to cry because I was really a crybaby for years. I felt if I cried, I was clean. I didn't like myself or what I did, and so I cried. And then I said, God, I know that's, that, that's in Hollywood, it's nonsense to weep, and today when a woman cries, I go in for the kill. Um, Someone said, oh no, how can you say that? Well, because it can be, how many know that crying can be a, a protective, manipulative thing? Does anybody? Could you shoot your hand? Oh, thanks. Okay, we got somebody in the crowd. But anyway, I started crying, 
in the morning and I was reading this psalm, looked at it, and anyway, I, uh, when I cry unto thee, no, I wasn't crying then. Then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. And you need to know that. He's for you. Anybody here that doesn't believe, that's not going to go forward. In God will I praise his word, and the Lord will I praise his word. And hearing the psalm today and the beauty of, uh, you know, I've got to get the lyrics, and I'll make sure that uh, I want somebody to come with me when I'm on Zoom to Singapore and sing that song for them. If, we, if anybody would volunteer two or three, I, you know, it's a beautiful song. I want to share it and they'll record it. In God have I put my trust, I will not be afraid. What can man do unto me? And then I got, when I got down to verse 12, that's when I, I got hit after that. And I didn't understand it, I'm sure. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. And I just started crying. And, 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 and then I, I thought, well, what? What's God saying to me? What? And the first thing I thought of, and I see the dualistic thing here, because God wrote that psalm, but he put it in your heart because he, he's trusting you. You know, that's what happened in that psalm. God was right there working through you. You can't, you don't get that kind of anointing, you know, because, uh, you know, you just kind of go out and say, I want to write a song today, you know. And uh, I've been kind of cruel to some of those younger girls who wrote some songs, and I said, you're probably a songwriter. And they, you know, because they didn't believe it, they you know, kind of got stuck and maybe felt guilty. But God is the writer. And uh, any gift that's there comes from him. And it can destroy you. It just about destroyed me when I thought I was something that I wasn't. But, and I looked at it and all the big boys only talk about our vows to God. But today, I'm going to give you, because if there's anything, you know, Belle McKenzie, the lady, one of the first loves of my life, I mean, true love, she was ugly, she was old, and she was the meanest lady I ever knew. And she would say, <laughs> I'd like to come down your throat and give you something, and she just scared the stuff out of me. And I was, uh, I got good grades, I did what I wanted, but I just floated through. And when I came into her class, she was after me, you know, and, and scared me. And, and she, and that's kind of, at times, I've taken on her orientation, if I could, I would jam some of this down your throat and say, chew, chew, chew. But that, God doesn't work that way. He lets you listen to it, jot it down in your Bibles. And I've seen grown men weep for one major reason. They forgot what God had given them 
and they couldn't even understand their own notes in regard to the wonder and the beauty. Didn't mean they were going to hell at all. It just mean they felt like they, they felt like hell because they they couldn't recall the the wonderful adventure that God had taken them on. Sam Fife was was a high flyer, no question. Uh, I only. I've only listened to three, uh, maybe four of his tapes, and I said, oh my God, I can't listen to any more of that. I'll start copying it. And I stayed away. But that, his stuff came through. It kind of burned. It's like you listen to it. You know, sometimes you've ever gone in and you'd see something cooking and you get there. Can't hold your hands there too long because it's hot. It's hot. And, uh, Thy vows are upon me, O God, I will render praises unto thee. And the next verse is also didn't help. For you have delivered my soul from death. And this is a great line too. Wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the land of the living. But what I want to harness you with today, stuff into your <laughs> notes. Pray that God himself will touch you because if he doesn't, I can't. I think that's the, the hardest thing about, you know, traveling when you go to places and, and hold it, I've got to take a call here. Yes, Vicki? How you doing, honey? Can you hear me? I was calling for prayer because uh, an x-ray might be Oh. Yeah. We will pray for you right now, okay? Sure. All right. We'll do that. Thank you. Love you. Yeah, she, she's a friend for 35, 40 years. Every Christmas time we met there. Crazy lady, wonderful sister. Uh, and uh, she asked us to pray. Bow your hands. Father, thank you. Thank you that you, <laughs> you don't miss anything. and. Uh, and, and your interruptions are more significant than our uh, eruptions. So fall on her in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, anyway, all I'm going to give you, and I'll try to do it quickly so we don't use uh, your whole Saturday. But the vows of God, God made vows, and I want you to know them, or at least have them in your notes, okay? Is that fair? And, uh, and, and if I elongate this, I don't want to. Turn to Genesis 15, move a little faster. You gotta proud yourself, otherwise I could be marathonic, and I don't wanna be. It's like, it's very close to being a moron. In, in Genesis 15, uh, Abraham, and please, somebody put this down in your notes. You're the seed of Abraham, and he is the heir of the world. And you 
are a joint heir. Okay? That means you get some of the same delivery of stuff <laughs> of whatever is in what God is going to make because he's going to do away with the world that we're in and he's going to make a new one, a new heaven and a new earth. And you're, you're connected. He's, uh, he's the father of the faith and he's, he's even called the heir of the world. If I said, excuse me, we have a friend coming here and he owns the world. <laughs> He's going to be a recipient of that. And that's what you're here for, to learn that. So moving fast. Uh, Abraham had just come from a battle of war and the king of Sodom tried to buy him out and he wouldn't do it. And this is the first encounter that God had with Abraham that we, we see. But Abraham, you know, God is omniscient, omnipresent. He saw the whole thing. And God today, as he's looking at you and me, he sees you're getting up, you're sitting down, you're lying, you're pretense, you're nonsense, you're throwing up, your bloody noses. The, the grandiose part of you that he has purchased, and he's got an angel protecting that, and you are solidly going to receive a glorified body. Now, for some of you, that's really good news. You know, if Ben Salvaggio were here and some of the other guys, you know, Sam could say it, some of you could say it. What's wrong with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you, you know, you've told your children not to lie. Uh, but, I'm, I'm telling you, it looks better all the time, uh, limping around here. I asked uh, Costanza, how's your limp? And he said, well, <laughs> you know, how's your limp? What a dumb thing to say to somebody <laughs> in the morning. Anyway, he was with Melchizedek. He was with the kings, and they just were coming back from war, and God had his eye on the father of faith. And the father of faith is the one, and you'll see it, and you know some of it, and you've heard it, and some of you can kind of, you know, just scribble in your notes if you want to, but you probably need to hear some of this. And after these things, the word of God came to Abram, and a vision saying, and this is great, fear not, Abram, I'm your shield. Any fearful people there who concern themselves with what's going on in the world, and, and it's ugly. Okay? Can you say amen, you readers? Is there anybody who reads out there? That's what I said to a lady once when I was talking about things, and she thought things were just fine. It was a stranger. And I asked her, do you read? And she looked at me, and I thought, my God, knock, knock. Nobody home. Because if, you're, if you read anything, you know that uh, we're, we're in a certifiable lunatic world. Not just the nation, the world. Okay. Anyway, he said he's your, your shield. He's going to protect you. Your children need to know that. You need to know it. I need to know it. And exceeding great reward. At the end of it all, you receive God. But however, I mean, the maker of all things that etched everything out there, you receive that. 
And Abraham said, and right away he acted like you and me, hey, wait, 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 I, uh, I don't have a, a son. In other words, what are you going to give me? Okay? And, uh, and Abraham, you know, in verse 3, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is, is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Thou shalt not be thy heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels. You're going to bring forth an heir. You will have an heir. You will have a son. And, uh, and, and then uh, I love verse 5. Don't forget that. If I said... Uh, if I said, okay, now I've got lights out there, we're going to go outside, you know, don't come to the service this morning without your coats. We're going outside and we're going to count the stars. And that's what God did with Abraham. He says, we're going to count the stars, if you can count them. And so shall your seed be. He was already projecting, projecting and giving him what he hadn't proven. He hadn't waited at that time. He was, what about me? And, and he, Abraham wasn't perfect at that time. And can I say, neither are you. <laughs> neither am I. I preach stuff that's so far beyond my scope of full understanding. And it, uh, you know, the, some of this stuff dances in your head and you say, am I drunk to believe that? The devil comes, the voice of darkness comes along to punish you and to implode and invade. So, so your life, a prayer life, you know, praying without ceasing is quite a big deal, you know, for your sanity. And some are hearing that and some aren't. Tell me about the stars, if thou be able to number them. That's something. Now, I think that's funny. Because you can't, I, if I say count the stars, you say, you are. And he couldn't. But he says, so shall thy seed be. In verse 6, and here it is for you too. So shall thy seed be and he believed in the Lord and when you do that you are given righteousness when you believe it the most antithetical thing that you do and I do is to not believe God you know and many times you know I work like crazy and do something and I say you're going to be with me and, eat, and, and all my effort, all my work doesn't mean anything unless I say, God, I, because, I'll just say it again, you know it. You can't, it this is impossible. The freshman and the sophomore should write down, what God has asked us to do is impossible. It's no wonder that people said, enough, I'm out of here. You know, because with God it's not. But he is looking for the kind of dependency that we can have. I mean, 
doctor said to me, uh, see this, Bill? I'm the doctor. The fact of the matter, at the time, I knew more about knees than he did because he didn't know about prolotherapy. And I'm, I'm going to go, I love the guy, good guy. And some of the, who was it that told me what the doctor said? Somebody said that. I'd like to have you come say it right this minute if you recall. What the, the doctor who worked on you was, you didn't say that, did you? I'll think of it. He said, we do brutal and butcherous, terrible things to people's, what? Say it out loud so everybody can hear. Oh, a quote from Judy Ferguson. Yeah. The doctor said, it's brutal. I wouldn't do it. And he's the guy that does it. Okay? Do you believe that I've told people, forget it, don't come up, you're not ready? I've said it to a lot of people, and people for a while say, you know, you're one of the biggest recruiters I know. Yes, but I, I can see when some people aren't ready. Yeah, you're going to fumble through. Anyway, okay. Quickly, move over to Genesis 22 because what we're doing, what is happening here, is you need to know that God has made a vow toward you. Okay? For you. It's solid. Okay. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and then he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest, and set thee in the land of Moriah, and offer him for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you of. Now, Doesn't it? It sounds weird. What kind of a cult was he in to project that? The natural man cannot understand it. Uh, for some I don't know what Abraham thought, but it was big time. Had to be. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then. You can, you can, some of you should read all of this stuff at another time. And the angel of the Lord called on him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here I am, and he said, lay not your hand on the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. It's beyond my imagination, that, and, and I'm very thankful that I wasn't called. But I am called to lay my life down. Okay? And so are you. If you're not into laying your life down, find something that you will die for. <laughs> you know, and whether it's money, art, fame, you know. And I, I don't know how God intercepts this, because I had a whole different uh, plan. I had said many days, I don't know if anybody else has, but I said, what am I doing up here? You know? Especially when it was 76 below. You know? At 30 below. 
I'm a runner. Yeah. So here we are. God gets us so he can work with us. And, and if you stop now, and you've heard me say this, if you stop right now of trust and just kind of hang around, be a couch potato, go your way, you still are promised a glorified body. If you have been born again, born from above, you cannot be unborn when you're born by the Spirit of God. Now, there's people really want to argue that. And I just, I just said, well, if you want to work against yourself, go right ahead. Okay? All right. And the angel of the Lord called Abram out of the heaven a second time. And here's the good stuff. Here's where you come in in this inheritance thing. <laughs> Verse 16, Genesis 22. And said, By myself I have sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and has not withheld thy son, thy only son. Here it is again. In blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. Exaggerated metaphor, but it's <laughs> thousands and thousands that, that, that are come out there to see. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Do some studying to find out what that means. That'd be important for you. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Yes. Very simple. Yeah. Because you obey my voice. Yeah. Amen. And so those, those vows, when God said, I swear by myself, and, and we'll look at it again, and this is a little heavy exercise. This is for you. His vows are upon you. You can't shake those off. You can't reason them off. The devil could take you into hell. You could get into all kinds of, of junk. I'm talking to my friend uh, uh, Mikey. We call him Mikey because he's uh, uh, the the half-brother of, of, our, of our cop friend in San Francisco. But Mikey's tough, he's been in jail. He said, I know God put me there. I know he's with me. I know he's helping me. Has he finished? No, he hasn't. I raised some money and I'm gonna get those tattoos off of him if I have to go down and take him to, to the laser guy myself, because it's a lot easier. But he's a target because he's been a bad guy. But whatever is ahead for you, you can't die. You're an eternal creature born by the living God. I don't, you know, I don't like the fact that Kathy is, could check out. And, and uh, Vicky's been a great, you know, more than a sister in some way. I was with her and Tony for the 17 years, and Tony always wanted, I said, hey, I don't have anything to do with Christmas, it's really a religious crazy thing, but Tony had to go out and get stuff and bring presents, and I said, oh, thanks a lot, and, uh, 
And she had to take all her decorations to him. And she's just sort of file. She would take all her Christmas tree stuff, put it in the back of the car. And I said, I'm not carrying it this year, okay? That's it. And I think I may have done it one more time, but Tony would always carry her stuff and she would decorate the hotel room that she's in, there's lights and everything. She's a decorator. <laughs> and, and if she lay dying, I know she's going to live. And we've laughed. I've laughed about that. But folks, you cannot die. Your soul belongs to God. And if you're stupid, like I have been, and, and want to wander and go your ways and do your thing, uh, you're wasting a lot of time. But you will recover. You're kind of trapped. He's got you uh, over in a corner like that with all these promises resting on you and God saying, I swear by myself. And the, and the Bible says, by two immutable things, and what is immutable cannot be changed. God cannot lie. Okay? Somebody say that's good. Because it surely is. And when I see the likes of my carcass and where I've taken it and where I've looked and, and the, uh, <laughs> the wandering soul that I have been, and I'm thankful that God has the capacity to take away my grip on anything of this earth. And he's slowly getting me into the hatred of my life in this earth. Not there. On my way. And some of you are too. God's helping us because it doesn't really look good. Excuse me, sir. You seem like a sensible man. Uh, how do you see the circumstances on our streets these days? I don't have to hear. I know what you think. Because you read, right? His, his vows are on everyone. You can wiggle. You can look around. You can look for excuses. Everybody looks for excuses. I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't get this. Uh, I need to have some things cleared up. Let me make it clear. <laughs> you are a bond slave, a love slave, to the living God because he has brought you in by his intentions to his family and he wants to keep you. And all these promises that rest upon you are not um, visible and you can't share. I, if you asked me to go out and raise the dead today, I'd tell you, look, I, I'm going into the cave and uh, I, I might have <laughs> a cold one, lemonade or something, uh, because I, I, I cannot raise the dead. I will, and so will most of the people. I may put my hands on the blind and heal them. At this time, God is holding off for quite a while. How long did he make Abraham wait for the son that he promised to give him? 
What? 25 years. Yeah. A quarter of a century. Yeah. And some of you have waited for stuff. I've, I've talked to guys who were here for a while and I said, you know, <laughs> we thought this thing was going to happen. You know, five years and it's over. I gave it. I gave my five years. That's it for me. Well, that's really nice of you to give God five years. Since he owns you, since he made you, since... Uh, <laughs> anyway, let me read this in the middle of this. But do remember that we paralyze the hand of God in changing us while we have any question at all as to our right relationship. Please, dear ones, you have access to go into the very presence of God, but you don't have the experiential uh, revelation of that coming to you. I talked to God about the service this morning a little bit, and I don't know, Richard came by and he felt that there was overwhelming anointing on the praise. I thought that last song, my goodness, I'm gonna, if I could sing, I'd be singing. The slightest suggestion in our hearts that we are an intrusion into the kingdom of God in the presence of the Lord. While there's any question whatever, we simply paralyze the Lord's hand in doing any work in us. And you'd have to look at that carefully, but because God doesn't get, he doesn't have a hand and he's not going to be paralyzed, but he won't do much for the unbeliever. You know, he, he'll wait. And, and aren't the fathers here, don't you wait for your children a little? I mean, mothers, you know, I mean, do your husbands sometimes want it to happen like that? And, and then, you know, the, the ladies come in and they're very important, you know. When I tried to be uh, uh, an Italian godfather with my, my sons, and I thank God that I was born again when Nelson came along, I had no understanding in a lot of this. But I'm overwhelmed at, at the kind of work that the fathers in here do. But I'm more, I, I, the, the, the vigor of Almighty God and his patience and long-suffering with the likes of all of us. And it's so good. Uh, you know what the, the greatest thing is to me? Is that the people I love, you know, and all my, all my great-granddaughters are in Europe now. <laughs> I want to talk to them, and I, I got a phone that'll get me there, but I don't want to spend too much money. I'll have, you know, Josiah <coughs> for excessiveness. But uh, I... I'm overwhelmed, and I don't have to worry. I'm overwhelmed that I don't have to worry about the perversity and the darkness. I mean, I said this thing about the steel. Well, I, I really would like to be a chamois, you know? But. <laughs> no, it's okay. This was, 
This was an important call that I can take later, but it's not as important as you are. And I'll wear this. I don't care. I mean, people say, what is he doing, little art? Well, I'm doing because some people are dying out there. And my major ministry is on the phone and talking to ones and twos and threes. The group frequently think they've got it all. And we know very well we don't. I hope you look, uh, you know, clearly at some of the things that are going. Anybody recall where I was before the phone call? <laughs> Yeah, I can't talk now, so I'll catch you later. It's an important call. Yeah, but, but God himself allows you to, to steal wool, the tattoos of darkness. He allows you to go to him, and he can take the vilest darkness that is in you he can take you and give you an appetite that you don't want to go to that fountain ever, ever again. Because, because you're his property. But you don't have to look to him. You can take your own way. All right. Hebrews 6. You, you just got to pick up the listening. 13. Verse 13. When, when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, I'm saying this again, God swears by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And I just want to define patiently enduring, and we'll get past this and close here in a few minutes. The area in your life, if you get under God, it, it doesn't have, it, 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 some of you have been under God for years, for years. And the place your soul belongs every day is under God. And, and believe me, and one of the things that is hard to communicate because it seems so asinine, but it isn't, and that is pray without ceasing. You can have a day filled with phenomenal praying, where you're, you're in touch with God all day long. So you don't have to bring out a list, and you know, Estella's this, and Irving's here, and we gotta think of so-and-so who's slipping into it. I took that call, because she's there by herself, and I told her, uh, that I would. But by two immutable things, God brought himself into the court and he swore. And he, he can't lie. His vows, his vows are upon you. Just like the beauty of the music we heard uh, today. Verse 18 says it again, two immutable things, which is impossible for God to lie, that we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge, to lay hold of the hope that's set before us. Now, I suggest you read Romans 4, 
in verse, I'll read a couple of these lines here and we'll get out of here. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law. The law was given to show you you couldn't do it. Nobody sitting here can by constituted concentration change anything in you. You can hold off, you can do something for a certain time, but you will fail trying to do the will of God. You, even doing his will, you have to say, I don't like it, I don't want, I mean, your honesty should prevail when you're talking to God about the connection that you have. And I, I'm sure I don't have to tell you that because things get impossible, they get difficult, and they hurt. Uh, with Vicki, I don't want her to die. I would rather she have a chance to come out of this and do some things and talk in. I've talked to God on, on planes. I'd, be, I'd like to get home to clean the top drawers in my closet. Have I done it? No. No. But I got home. And so you, you need the honest because you're, even though you may be in diapers saying, Daddy, Papa, you're hurting me. He hears that. The, the sons of God that are here who are raising children, they hear their sons. They hear their daughters. And the severe sons, I, I would bet anything that if I asked them to parade up here and give a testimony, of what, how they have reconnected and yielded in a, in a soft way by the Holy Spirit to some of the discipline that's come out of them. You know, I've sat in you know ministry services and said things, and I and I say, oh my God, and picked up the phone later or chased somebody downstairs and said, ah, forgive my tone. I, I don't want to be hard, but you're hurting yourself. You're killing yourself with this habit. You're, you're demolishing your person. But verse 16, it says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of, of us all. And, and we know the, the full persuasion. We know a great deal about that. And I'm going to close here. Uh, You've got to be careful with your lying on these things. I've got a couple of things. But go with me to Psalm 103. When when the, the impossible task and the pain and the, you know, it's, it's quite a rash thing for our sister to be sitting up there who has hurt herself with her own operation. She almost died with uh, uh, some plastic surgery. Doctors left her alone and she literally almost died uh, probably 35 years ago. I knew her shortly after I knew her before then. But uh, a lot of hurt that you go through in the hell, you do. Okay? You do it to yourself. 
staying up late, drinking too much. I remember going through uh, the dry heaves once, and I said, never ever again will I drink to that degree. People say, ask me why I don't drink, because I'm committed. I'm a committed guy, and I commit to whatever <coughs> I do, and it's real stupid sometimes, whether it's gambling or drinking. So, and I said, over <laughs> getting up my, my uh, closing prayer was, <laughs> God help me if I ever do this again. And so you learn by the getting up and the going down, you know. And there are some here who want to take yourselves to the electric chair or prison for 15 years. I really suffer. I really need to suffer for this. You will. You do. But you don't. That doesn't mean God takes His hands off you any more than your father or your mother. Although I've had some. <laughs> I've had experiences where you didn't get that. But listen to, listen to how God cares about you. For as the heaven is high above the earth, I'm not even going to give you the, uh, where it is. So great is his mercy toward those that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions, transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pity them that fear him. For he remembereth our frame. He remembers that we are but dust. God help us today. You've, you've had enough. I, my favorite scripture I'm going to give you, and I give it over and over and over and over. <laughs> in Zephaniah 3 because it's the end of the program you see the beginning of all this was God's care and love his mercy and love for you he loves you and he's teaching you not to love certain things about yourself when I hear my tone you know and I say my God well, I'm sorry I didn't mean to say it with that kind of stuff but in Zephaniah 3, the Lord has taken away the judgments. He's cast out the enemy. This is talking about the conclusion of the matter. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. You'll not see evil anymore. That's good. It's still with us. In that day, it should be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and desire, let not thy hands be slack. The Lord thy God, in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. And this is the great line. He will rest in his love. When you come into sonship and are with a glorified body, and some will be there earlier, and some will have rewards, and some because of delay and their confidence in themselves. Uh, there will be difference, just as there are differences in, in us here. But the Lord is going to rest. He's going to trust your love. It's like you. There are certain people, you're fairly sure they mean this, you know that you're fairly sure they care. 
and and they do. They show it. I sometimes. I mean, I. <laughs> in a way, I hate this watch. This is the worst part. Well, it's a Mickey Mouse. I, I've got Mickey Mouse, and I can hit it any time, and it says, and it says, funny stuff. But the deal is, like a little kid, it, well, I can also get on the watch, and be an agent of Dick Tracy. Stupid. But, it, but I, I see immediately the calls that come in. And I, I, I talk for 25 minutes on this stupid little watch. You know? And it's, it, it gets to be a pain here and there. But you know, uh, we're, we have friends. We have people we care about. And David said it the other night, the communion, the communion of letting people know we love them and that we care. You know, and I hung up with Gary and he's vitally familiar, one of my closest friends, the most honest guys I know. But he'll understand that I was in the middle of preaching and that, that I can get back to him. You rest and feel at home with friends, right? You come to a group like this and you're in a wedding thing and there's some people and you know I look around sometimes I go upstairs and say God bless them all I can't get around to all of them but there's so many in the room you love you want to see and please while we are together rest get get some friends that you can rest in because I've got a lot of people associates that I know and I want to tell them you don't have any friends You don't have any friends because you're so scoped and so secure and so independent and accountability means that you're open to some. We can't be open the same to everybody. I mean, there's some people I can tell a joke that's you know, got a question in it. You know? and we, but we have to know. We have to know that we are because we serve him, we're friends of God. And he will trust and put his trust. I will raise the dead when he is clear that I am ongoing and I have come and you have come to the fullness of what he wants, that we will exhibit the character that he's working on in us. And you've got big, what is ahead of you is far, far greater than anything that you've seen. And folks, you've seen a lot. You're so, you're so privileged. There are times when I think of how rich I am, you know, and I, I, I don't want to get on the line. Please pray for me this afternoon when I go to Singapore. And I love those little monkeys and some of the, some of the guys standing around, they're attorneys now telling me what to do just like uh, David does and Richard and some of these guys that came up. Uh, even the little ones are shaking their fists. Bow your heads. Thank you, Father.
Your vows, immutable promises are upon us, Lord. Please, uh, for your sake and ours especially, remind us of that in all our wanderings and what we do. That you're, wherever we go or whatever shore we're beached on or whatever crash dive or getting up and sitting down or whatever glory that comes to us that we'll know that you're the you're the author you're the finisher and that that by the immutable swearing you take care of those who trust you and believe you for jesus sake we ask it because he paid it all amen <laughs>